0: You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast you'll get useful information, top tips as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whatever time of day you are listening in, I am Naomi and this is the Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets podcast where I share some of the ins and outs of my experience of working in the food, baking and hospitality industry. I hope you're all having a great week, whatever it is you're up. Today I am going to be talking about that something that doesn't sound well, very sexy at all. But it's super important for your baking business or any business come to that, but particularly in the world of hospitality, and that is cash flow. So this is such an important part of any business and one I really didn't appreciate when I first started in business. Before I get into that, I want to hear from you because I am going to be launching a course or a membership or something next month and I would really love to know what it is you need help with. So I've had people say that they want to learn how to take their side hustles into a full-time business. Some of you have been telling me that you really want to get your business off the ground and started I am just wanting to make sure I build something that is going to be useful for you, that you can use to make your businesses better or get started or whatever it it is you need. So do let me know. You can drop me a message at Naomi at Bakingboss.net, or you can come and hit me on the socials at IamBakingBoss on Instagram and Facebook because I would love to hear from you. Let's talk cash flow. If you've listened to my podcast before where I've been talking about finances and numbers, which again, they're not the most exciting episodes on the face of it, but it's, like I say, it's so important to get these bits right because this is a foundation of your business and getting these bits right. But when I first started off, I didn't really understand cash flow. I, underst- I I understood the principles of it, but I didn't really appreciate it until I was in the thick of the business and realised how important it was. Before I sort of start talking about cash flow and how you can make sure you manage it best in your business, I'm gonna start with what it is. For those of you that have never run a business before or not necessarily understood some of these terminologies, because it's a lot of jargon to take in. Cash flow is the amount of money you have sitting in the bank. In the world of hospitality and baking, you need a certain amount of money, which is basically the elastic bit of your business. So it means that if you have to spend out for ingredients, you've got a pot of money that just sits there that you can use before the income comes back in again. So it's giving you that buffer that you can afford to buy things in advance for your business before you've actually got the money in from your customers. In the world of having a cafe or having a bakery, you need to have a relatively healthy sum of money in the bank account that just sits there as that kind of buffer so that when you pay your staff or when you have to pay out for your supplies or your electric or your rent, you can't just rely on having sold something to get the money in you need money before you actually get to that point in the bank so that you can then build the profit from there having the right amount of cash flow is really important because if you haven't got the cash flow to balance the books and pay the bills ahead of actually earning the money it puts a huge amount of pressure on you is huge amount of stress. And then you can't actually deliver on the goods you need because you can't afford to buy up for the ingredients in advance or whatever that might be, all the stuff. So you can see why cash flow can be a real make or break for a lot of businesses. And it certainly at times it really tested my business, particularly during the COVID times where cash flow was quite extreme as to when people would come in and when people wouldn't come in, because the predictability of business had gone in that way. The reason why I wanted to talk about it today is because I want to make sure that you understand what that might mean for you and your business. Where you have to really start is planning and forecasting your financials. You're not going to get this all right, and I certainly didn't. When I looked at planning my business for at the very, very beginning, I spent a lot of time looking at potential earnings as in Worst case scenario, what do I need to take? How do I get that cash flow in? And really trying to understand, guessing to some extent, because I didn't 100% know because it was a new business, when those peaks and troughs in the years were going to be. So this is when you get high levels of income. Like when I first looked at it, it would have been around Christmas, whereas I knew January would probably be a quieter month. So I knew... That I needed to make more money in December in case I didn't have enough profit in January to afford for things like the rent and all of those other bits. So, when you're looking at your business, you need to forecast, and that is a fancy term for forward planning. You need to look at what you think you're going to earn at what times, accommodating in what's going on in the world and what's going on in your life. If you know that, During August, you take a lot of time off because you're away with your kids. Make sure you forecast that in so that you kind of go, right, well, in April, May, June, I need to make sure I've earning more money than I would need in a given month so that I've got that buffer in August to keep my business ticking over and to keep everything working. So it's looking at those opportunities when you're planning. And even if you've got a side hustle or you've got full-time baking business, the forecasting bit will help you really stay in control of your business. And like I say, take out all of that stress because when you're realising that you've kind of got bills about to go out and payrolls about to go out and all the other things at the end of the month, it means that you're prepared for the eventuality that's going to happen and looking at maximising the opportunities to make money in the best times possible for your business and not having to worry about those quieter months because with some businesses there is busier times of the year than not. For example, in my cafe, bar and bakery, the worst times of the year for us in terms of sales was when it was hot people would not come to the cafe. It would just be quiet sales day. And I'm a sun worshipper. I love the heat. But from a business point of view, I hated it because it meant that less people would want to go out. And particularly in the UK, we've had these really extreme temperatures. It affected my business. So I knew that during the summer holidays and things like that, these might be my quieter times of the year. So in those winter months, October, November, December, I knew that actually that's when my business would start to pick up in terms of footfall through the door. And I made sure that I maximised on those income, put lots of events on, looked at opportunities so that I can make sure that when it came to the quieter months of the year during the following summer, I had a buffer in the business of cash that I knew would make sure it would carry those months where they might be a bit quieter. How do you forecast that? How do you plan when you're new or when you're looking at a side hustle? Well, like I said, there is going to be a certain amount of guesswork to it. At least you will have a plan. And by looking at that forecasting plan as your business goes through, as you're working through each of those months, you compare your actual takings and your actual spend against how much you're earning and see how they're marrying up. Because business is a learning process. So as you as you get going with your business or as you've got a side hustle or what that might be. Spend time looking at your numbers and really get familiar with them and actually compare them to what you forecasted. Because then that might give you a sense of what the next couple of months are going to be or what the next quarter or two quarters is going to be. You can then adjust accordingly. Kind of go well actually maybe this month didn't take as much as I was hoping. So what can I do creatively to make sure I am not going to be short with cash in the bank in November. So this is where keeping an eye on those numbers, using your forecasting and actively using it when you're looking at your data, which is so, so important and looking at your numbers. You can actually then adjust and keep on top of your business, which will take the stress out of it. You're not going to get everything right. You're not going to necessarily hit the nail on your head with how much you're going to take. In my first year of business, I forecasted what are earnings would be for the first year. And I was pretty much bang on the money. But what I didn't accommodate was that our outgoing spend would be higher. Because I had spent time looking at the numbers and looking at what we can improve on for the next year, for the next quarter, I could then re-evaluate, change my plans and make it run much more financially efficient. So I've talked a little bit about maximising on peak times so that you don't have to worry when you do have those quiet times. And this is quite an important thing to think about is looking at your business and where there are opportunities to really maximise on those. And it could be something like seasonal deals. So at Christmas, for instance, Christmas was always a busy time of year for us. You could maybe look at doing special offers on bakes or pre-orders, or we used to make Christmas cakes for people. We also did live music. We did Christmas parties. Where were the opportunities that we could really sort of maximise on those sales? What could we do? Where could we add in the upsells? Would you like your cake decorated a little bit extra? Would you like a 24 cupcakes to go with that? Whatever that might be. Would you like a gift wrapped? These are all little bits that will add in extra income to your business during those times where it is slightly quieter so that you can really think for when those times are slightly quieter. So this is using those peak times. Something else to really consider is in those quiet times, where can you look at making those extra bits of income? What can you do to bring customers in the door? And this is maybe thinking about special offers, or I've talked about it before in the pricing podcast last week. We did a happy hour, which brought us in not that much money in terms of actual cash sales on those cocktails that we did, because we did two for one on the cocktails, but it got more people in the door. So it's knowing and being prepared for those quieter times of year when you know, actually, I'm not going to take as much income, which means I'll probably have a little bit less cash flow in the bank. What can I do to keep people coming in? Where can I add in those little extra special offers? Maybe it's a subscription bringing in a new subscription to your loyal customers. So say, buy a coffee, grab a loaf every week for four weeks and you'll get 5% off. They might have done it every other week this way. They're coming back every week and they'll probably buy a cake at the same time. Or you could upsell them a cake or whatever that might be. So this is really knowing when your quiet times are going to be and looking at looking at your calendar. You know, if you're a pen and paper sort of person, write it all out and kind of go, I know January is going to be a quiet month. What can I do to keep my sales up? Or if you've got a cake business, for instance, could you do a special offer for a month? Get a special offer, get 10% off in this month. Or if you buy a cake from me in February for later on in the year, you get a discount as well. So you're actually getting the cash in. in in advance for that as well, which will help with your cash flow. When it comes to cash flow, another thing to think about in your business is whether you take deposits or not. And I know people that do. I know people that don't. If you're taking a deposit for a cake you're making or for a high ticket item, like I've talked about on my podcast, like the afternoon teas, you're also getting the cash in the bank to cover the cost of your ingredients so that if you do make that cake and they cancel, it hasn't cost your business anything. So again, this is thinking about the cash flow in your business a lot of businesses take deposits. I'm currently in the middle of a house renovation. I know that my trades often ask for deposits before they actually carry out the work exactly for that reason. Because if I turned around and said, reason, I'm not going to pay you because I don't think you've done a good enough job, then... They've got the money that's covered the cost of the materials and then they can argue the case with me later on down the line, but they haven't lost out in the cost of materials. They've probably lost out in terms of staff time, but they've got some of that money in the bank. If you do a bespoke, so if you're doing bespoke orders, bespoke cakes or anything like that, I'd highly, highly recommend doing deposits because as nice as people seem, they are still your customers and you've got to always make sure that you protect your own business when it comes to cash flow. Because... I know I know some of there's some lovely people and most people do seem trustworthy but there are sometimes a few that appear like that in the face of it and then turn around and don't want the cake or decide not to buy the cake or something happens then what do you do the other thing to throw out there as a way to keep the cash flow coming during those quieter times of the year is to maybe do a collaboration and partner up with someone else in my local town There are several different businesses, several food businesses. There was also our wine merchants. We did a lot of wine and cheese nights, but we got them involved in it. So when we knew we had a quiet time in the year, we put a special event on that partnered with another business so that we got the joint promotion from it. They had an audience that they were promote our business to as well. And we had an audience that we will promote their business to. By joining up together, we kind of created a bigger event, which meant we reached more people, we reached more customers, more chance of filling up the room. And we both benefited from that event particularly. Other special times of year that you can really think about are things like Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day. These are all great opportunities to add value to your business. What can you do that's extra special that might be a special treat? This is also think about what you price your products at this point because people will pay more money for more bespoke things that mean something or if they're customised or they got a name on them. So if I did a special afternoon tea, which I would do for Valentine's Day or Mothering Sunday, and during COVID we did these all takeaway, they would be more than the regular one because there's more effort, there was more staff costs of more, what am I looking for? They were bigger. (laughs) Everything was bigger around these days. So we meant that we actually had to charge more because we were, Basically, supersizing what we already did. So, think about how you can really look at those events, take them and turn them into something that will really help add cash flow into your business. My final point today is about diversifying, and this isn't about changing your business, but this is making sure that you have several different types of income stream. If you're a cake business, it might be that you focus on wedding cakes. And then it's about making sure you have a good range of clients coming in from different places. So this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying about diversifying, because it's making sure you keep your diary fully. booked. when it comes to baking business or a cafe, it's about making sure you get income from more than one place, that you're not having all your financial eggs in one basket. So if you know, like I had a cafe and a bar January, even though our Januaries were relatively steady, February was actually our quiet time of the year. I would make sure that the cafe was able to supplement because the cafe in January and February was actually fairly steady. It was being able to use different sections of my business to float the other bit when the income was a bit further down, if that makes sense. So it's about really thinking about where can I bring in the income streams? Maybe if you've got a quiet time, it's about running events or doing pop-ups workshops or running classes. And that will be where you can diversify your income. So you're not just reliant on one product necessarily or one method to get your income in, but you've got several different methods. So if suddenly then we get a heat wave in the UK and I had no customers coming in, I knew that I'd have some events going on coming up in the winter months, which I was already selling tickets for. So that would help with my cash flow for that particular month. So this is looking at where you can add different products, different ideas, a different suite of things that you can do to your business to make sure you keep that income, that cash flow coming in steady. So you've always got that buffer in your business. It keeps you keeps the stress away, it keeps your business running and you know exactly what you're doing because you've got a clear plan and you understand what's in the bank. I hope that was a useful episode for you today and if it is, if it is or if it isn't, I like to know because that way I can make sure that the content of these podcasts are really useful for you. Knowing your numbers as sexy as it doesn't sound because I'm not a numbers person, maybe you are, maybe it is sexy to you but It is super, super important, which is why I like to talk about it on this podcast, because I don't think it's necessarily always talked about enough in this industry. That said, if you have a a topic you would really like me to talk about, or if you've got a baking business and you would like to come on this podcast and share a bit about what's going on with you, it's about getting other people known in the industry, or even come on my blog, I'd really love to hear from you. So drop me a message at Naomi at naomi.bakingboss.net if you would like to be on this podcast, because I'm hopefully going to be putting having guests on here from the new year. I hope you have a great week, and I look forward to speaking to you on the next episode. And as ever, happy baking thank you for listening to baking boss kitchen secrets with naomi rose if you're enjoying this podcast then please do give it a review and don't forget to subscribe and follow if you want to get some useful resources then do visit my website bakingboss.net and give me a follow on social media at naomi rose baking boss and i am baking boss we'll see you on the next episode